Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Match Ball. The podcast is brought to you by Levi Solicitors. That 10% discount can be yours. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. My name's Dan Moylan. Hello. With me, Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White's Daniel Chapman. Hello. What did I say to you before that game started tonight? What did I say to you? I said, it's a full moon out. Something mad could happen. And mad it did. Mad? I got evens on that game for Leeds to win. I know we shouldn't encourage people to gamble. We try not to do it. But if you did um, consider betting on Leeds United, now is the time to do it because everybody thinks we're terrible. And as an actual fact, we're amazing. We are very, very good because we put five goals past the team that were pretty close to us last year for the most part. How were they? But yeah. it's weird. I feel like since we got to the Premier League, all those Billich, teams... Billich. Yeah, they had a good manager. Oh, that's true, yes. And we, we haven't seen Sam Allardyce's post-match, but I predicted it at half-time. It is going to be purely well. You know, that Slavin's team out there, and it, it just shows the the job they've, they've brought me in to do to sort this kind of night out. Slavin Billich, that game probably would have been half-time. If we played the way we did in the first half, we're winning, but we're not winning by four. Sam Allardyce choke on your wine tonight survive but choke on it it's been a bad week for the the british football man hasn't it i feel with deitch and now this good it's not, yeah good it's great it's, you, you made a good point actually michael about that style of football during that game um and you were saying you know occasionally you'll set up like that you might nick some points every now and then like they did against liverpool and they act like that's vindication but every now and then you're going to get a tonking too they do occasionally get some points but the fact remains they don't deserve any of them they don't deserve any points from any games playing like they do because they're awful. They, we Just before we switched it off, the stat flat stood up on the screen, 155 passes for them. That's that's just not enough to try and win a game. And we had more than 600, and I think probably around 300 of those were just because we were bored. So we just tried giving it to Melier. We'd seen uh, Romain Lettuce putting one past his own goalkeeper in the, the, the start of the game. We thought we'd, we'd have a bit of fun with Melier as well, tease the child. I mean, that did damage their passing stats, I guess, because that was an incomplete pass, wasn't it? The the one that did put us in the lead. And it was hysterical, must be said. I enjoyed it a great deal. I was saying it was a real shame you don't get fans in for uh, when stuff like that's going on, because you can really get on someone's back after they've done that. You can try and ruin someone's life and career, can't you? Every time they touch it. But shoot! It, well, it's, it's like um, when we broke Alex Smithies when he was in net for Huddersfield. Four, <laughs> 4-0, it's your keeper's fault. I think even uh, when Alex Smithies goes to his mum's for Christmas, she just opens the door and goes, ah! Plenty of fun moments in that game tonight. What was your favourite? 
Alioski getting man of the match. Alioski scoring when you went, no Alioski, just before he <laughs> yes, Alioski. twatted it into the corner of the net. To be fair, you can't have been the only person who thought, oh, Alioski's having a go from range. Don't do it. It's and his then- classic spot as well on the angle. Um, but maybe because he didn't have the, the Norman Hunter South stand to look at, he thought, hmm. And his technique on that was wonderful. Head over the ball. It makes you wonder how he gets it so wrong so often <laughs> when he can get it so right. I enjoyed Alioski as well. I'm going to pick him out as my highlight when he just burst into a fit of giggles late in the second half there when he picked the ball up, because why not? And who who was the brute that hurt him? We, we never got, got his, to see uh, it, did we? He got his revenge. Yeah, we didn't see it, but he got his uh, he got that yellow card for a, a revenge tackle on him, which he may as well, because we were winning 4-0. He could have been sent off, wouldn't matter. Right, let's um, do the goals in order. First one, nine minutes. <laughs> Daft own goal. <laughs> <laughs> Good, that one, it. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, we, we were busy chatting, weren't we? You and I, Michael. I don't think we were even watching I was it. watching the game. We don't want to discuss what you two were well, actually well, talking well, about. <laughs> they were in possession, so I was taking my eyes off the screen because I was just expecting it to go long at some point and then for us to have it back. So I was just, I can't remember what I, I was think, doing. I think you'd made a funny remark and I leaned over to uh, compliment you on your funny <laughs> remark. You're and, slapping uh, me on the back. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. Well, I just sat quietly staring at the, the screen and fuming. Not funny at all. But it took. it did take us about, 10 seconds to register what had gone on. And it took me, you know, saying I was watching every second of it. I didn't really understand it either. Well, because that doesn't happen, does I it? I can only assume he was massively confused by the prospect of one of his own players moving into space. And because it, it was pretty much the only time in the game it happened. And it came from the goalkeeper who was moving hysterically out to one side. What's wonderful about it is if you're going to play that Sam Allardyce 4 6 0 way, you are. You know, people say that it's naive of Bielsa to attack all the time and that, you know, it's so easy for it to go wrong. It's so easy for that to go wrong as well, because one of your players makes a mistake like that, either an own goal or gives it to to an opponent or concedes a penalty, anything like that, and you go behind and immediately your whole plan's shot. And they got away with it against Liverpool, not against Leeds, because Leeds, better than Liverpool, by five goals, four goals. What I enjoyed about that first one was seeing the replays of Allardyce sinking and then melting into the chair in his disappointment. That was that was a really, really enjoyable moment. It's like Moscow says, though. That's it. It's out the window. And when the second goes in, it's completely done. Because even at 1-0, he's probably thinking, well, we can still... The plan doesn't have to change that much. We'll just... At least I've still got Branislav on the bench. I can bring him on at half-time. And we can still nick something from a set piece and get a point out of this, which isn't a bad result. And no one will get on my back for it. But then when the second goes in... Quite soon afterwards, it's just like, well, we're not ever going to score two goals in a game. Well, we'll come on to the actual second goal in a sec because it's probably worth addressing how they did set up because there were so many occasions when in that first half we were like laughing at the amount of space that Rodrigo was finding himself in between the lines. And you were saying, Michael, like they've just set them up just to occupy a load of space and be compact, but not to actually do anything with it, just to be there. Yeah, they seem to just think if there's enough people stood around, then probably we'll be in the way of it. But they weren't. We just We just passed through it. Yeah, and like they never got to grips with the fact that our fullbacks attack either. Like even at five nil, Dallas was still just charging into their box at will, and they didn't seem to ever notice it. It's like they've not. It feels like they almost didn't watch us, which I think is naive on the part of Big Sam. It's not sustainable. There were a lot of um, times, particularly in the the first half, when all twenty one players apart from Melier were in West Brom's half, and yet the amount of space we had was extraordinary. We jump into the the third goal, but when the ball um, drops the click on the right side before he, he plays it to Rodrigo. There's just nobody anywhere near him whatsoever. And if you've got that many defenders back, what 
what has Big Sam actually tried to get them to do? Has it been as simple? Because he's not had a long time with that squad, maybe to be fair to him. There's only been, you know, he's had, this is his third game. They've come in quick succession over the Christmas period. He would maybe point to the, the board that appointed him with such a difficult run of fixtures in so little time in the first place. But is, it, is the tactic just numbers back and see what happens? Good luck. Because there didn't seem to be much else, like, you know, watch like this run, get close to that player. Leeds haven't had a, a lot of time to prepare for this game either after the Burnley match. And yet, had West Brom attacked us at all, you can bet our marking would have been spot on. We would have chased them spot on. We might have got let them get away from us once or twice because that happens because it's football. But not just stand around and watch them, but just from a real long way back. <laughs> from miles away. Yeah, so 31 minutes, the Alioski one. Uh, yeah, it's so funny when, when we were uh, sat here all together. And I think we all had that same thought, but we just expressed it differently. And you particular, Moscow, you went, Ali- was it no Alioski? It was no Alioski, yes Alioski. Yeah, yeah we, and then we all shouted yes Alioski in the wake of it thundering straight into the net. But you're right, because we were directly in the line of that was the camera, wasn't it? So behind it, and you thought, he's got this one just for once. Once it left his foot, it was yes Alioski, but everything up until that moment just said, that's that's off towards downtown Smethwick. Yeah, you have seen those hit the back of the stand before, but what a lovely moment for him as well. And uh, all right, fast forward five more minutes, 36, Harrison and his twinkle toes in the area. That was just a nice little bit of close interchange passing. It was Bamford, wasn't it, with the pass to him, I think? It was a beautiful. I meant, yeah, and before I meant uh, the fourth goal, I've lost count when I was talking about the space for for click. Yeah, nice little drag back to create himself a bit of space and then straight into the top corner. We we quite often criticise Harrison for being a bit wasteful in front of goal, but... There was, there was none of it there. Yeah, it felt like he's lost his mojo a little bit in recent weeks where he's maybe been trying too hard a bit like he was in his first season, you know, when he was trying to overcook stuff. And actually, to get that goal tonight would probably have done his confidence some good. Well, he's comfortable in the championship, isn't he? We saw that last year. So um, it's it was a good a good night for him to feel his way back in, I think. So I don't know if he can get much more of a try-hard finish than a Cruyff turn in the penalty area as three players and a goalkeeper are coming down on you and then clipping it into the far top corner. It's kind of, it was the most... Um, efforts he could possibly have put in to finishing that but the execution was absolutely spot on and it's you do wonder I think Harrison himself said something after one recent game it can't have been the Burnley one but he did say something like oh it, it was the Newcastle one where he scored that goal the fifth goal at Newcastle and he said oh yeah when I sometimes when I have too much time to think I, I get it wrong but there was only one thing to do smack it in the top top corner that goal is actually the opposite when you'd think instinctively he'll just try and finish it but instead something he suddenly had this uh, this second brain that told him slow it all down mm. take your time do a trick although i do i do think that is actually part and parcel of the instinct funnily enough i think you might be talking about two sides of the same coin there because i think that's when you realize you've been taken slightly down the blind side on his right foot the only place he could go is back on his left because he hasn't necessarily got time to think about it there in the area has he? he's just going to do it and put it in and that's where i suppose it's um so okay yeah let's take all the credit away <laughs> he only had one thing to do but the one thing he had to do was really difficult. And it's it, it is testament to the player that is within Jackie Harrison that when he has to do something as difficult as that, he's absolutely brilliant at it. So walk me um, through, maybe uh, he should play with blinkers like a horse. <laughs> what I was going to say, walk me through the the, uh, the build-up for that goal because I can't quite remember it. There have been so many. What happened in, that, in the build-up to Harrison's? It was a team goal, wasn't it, that one? I've written that we ripped through them. That's my notes. <laughs> and then I was relying on them. Um, uh, the idea that I'll watch it on a, a replay. Um, and then I've made the no- the notes of um, Michael at that point was saying, 
that we've got our um, foot on their throat. Let's do them. <laughs> so <laughs> does did... that answer your question? No, it was Aliofsky on the left who played it into Bamford, who then knocked it into Harrison. Right. Was the way that, that unfolded. Yeah, it was a lovely little um, pass through from Bamford on the edge of the area and, and Jackie very central um, for that point. But we had that many players forward and there was, as we discussed, there was that much space. You could have Harrison running through as a as a centre forward, which has often been that that question: should he play as a centre forward instead of a a winger? And I mean, Bamford didn't score, did he? So next game, Harrison through the middle, Pervada on the wing. <laughs> Rodrigo's goal and that deflected one. Are we giving that to Rodrigo? Forty minutes in. Yes. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, West Brom only had already had one own goal. How many did they want? <laughs> it was good for us last year. Own goal. As, yep. I, as I recall, good to see third top scorer at one point. Good to see OG back in form, yeah. Particularly yeah. from West Brom because Aliowski's goal last season against West Brom again from an angle, again bottom corner. So maybe he just needs to be playing West Brom every week. But that took a little deflection. Was it was Kyle given Bartley? as a, it was Carl Bartley and given as an OG. Oh, we should we should actually give a mention to former Leeds legends. Good to see the players weren't intimidated by the presence of a former Leeds captain in their starting eleven. Uh, a bit of a surprise and serial emailer. He was, yeah, he was always, he, I don't know if he's still, uh, he never didn't forward on his, his personal email address when he left, did he? You know, people doing the leave a job and you get like a, mm. one of those, oh, I really enjoyed working here. You want to get in touch with me? This is, this is my Hotmail account. You never do, do no, you? No, no, no. Uh, oh, really hope to see you at Tuesday night. We're playing Preston and uh, we, we really need all 12,000 of you who still give a fuck about Leeds United to come and, come and see me, Captain Luke Varney. I must admit, I was, I was Talk, talking about Lee Peltier just for the record, by the yes. way. Yeah. I was worried about this game because I thought there's potential for it to be big sand. But the presence of Lee Peltier in their starting 11 just made me think they must be fucking terrible. Because Lee Peltier is in, in like his mid 30s now and he was awful when he was in the, at the peak of his career playing for us. So, what, what was the conversation you, uh, you started about that, Michael? You was like, who's the most big sand player on their team and we should injure them just out of spite? And we. Did we settle on Peltier? But actually, we said, actually, we want him on, don't we? Leave him on. Yeah, he can do more damage on the pitch for them, can't he? Yeah, well, I don't think we had the opportunity to hurt any of their actual good players because he put them all on the, the bench. Like Pereira, who was absolutely fantastic for them, um, came on as a substitute for the last half hour. And then we were talking about Dian Garner actually played the entire match, didn't he? But he's I don't, a, I don't know. He's a good player. He's a creative player. And I think Allardyce's first act of going in there is just like, stop doing any of the good stuff, defend. And lose 5 0. And, just, and to, concede possession all the time. To give Peltier his due, though, we didn't see a lot of Rafinha in the first half. And I, I don't know if it's because Peltz was uh, was the one West Brom defender who actually managed to do a job on somebody. He, he lost him a little bit in the second half, I have to say. <laughs> just going back to that fourth goal and the, the Rodrigo shot, what that did highlight was uh, the amount of space that we were getting. I mean, and the number of times you saw our players when they'd cut back and someone would arrive at the edge of the area and they were queuing up for it. And it's one of our, you know, formulas isn't it it's one of the Bielsa ways is the cut back to the edge of the area and we got away with it so many times in shots that deflect in there's a bit of luck in them but equally if you're going to give us that much space to have a shot and your way of defending it is to just have everyone sliding across the box it's going to happen sometimes and frankly you deserve what you get Rodrigo wasn't marked to collect the ball for the shot Flick wasn't marked to take his time choosing it what normally happens is we're under pressure in those situations but there's loads of defenders crowding around and we panic and we don't we make the wrong choice or there's, there's not enough time to take it if we hadn't scored that one off the deflection we were going to score again anyway it just it didn't matter a big Allardyce I don't like calling him Big Sam because it makes it sound like I like him Allardyce um, who I don't like 
might have got a bit more out of them in the second half by just telling them to, you know, stop conceding so many bloody goals. But certainly in that first half, we could have just scored as many as we wanted. There was almost, we didn't really celebrate the Marine, the Rodrigo one. He was kind of, that's four. Yeah. Good stuff. And left it alone for the first one as well. Nobody ran up into uh, Sawyer's face. Even, yeah, like we'd, we'd really have wished for it. It was all kind of, has he just done that? So th- in a way, um, we've been robbed of two celebrations. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Into the second half then, and let's talk about Iliam Melier and his occasional moments of, should we say, eccentricity. Before we get onto him, just on the second half in general, to get back to bashing Allardyce for a second, can we just admire his substitution as well at half time of bringing on a centre back who's about fifty for one of their best attacking players? to try and win a second half or draw the second half. He came on to draw the second half and lost it 1-0. So well done, Sam. Well done. Keep it tight. Keep it tight and we can lose this by five. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Melier, 56 minutes was the moment where we kind of went, what's he doing? Is that one where he, he passed it straight into the middle of the uh, of the area? And he was already having a, a right old grump um, about them passing back to him already. And he, we, we heard him on the audio without the crowd. Um, I think he, uh, yes, that's, he was going, Hey, <laughs> because Rafinha had let their winger go around him and it was a little bit easy and it did speak to, I think we'd taken our, um, heads off it a little bit. We'd, we'd lost, uh, some of the concentration and, um, and you heard Melier telling them this with a, Hey, and yeah. then the next thing, they know. The the camera cuts to him and he's all like, Hey, 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 <laughs> I am, we, Le jugler. Um, he's 
I always say this, and I think I'll say it until he's 30. He's 20, so he's going to do this stuff. But the, it was classic Melier when he, he makes a terrible mistake, passes it straight to their player, and it's a total... There's no sugarcoating it. It's entirely his fault. Then what does he do? He makes an absolutely superb save at the player's feet to, to stop their shot from going in, and then gets up and tips away the rebound and totally sorts it out, and then turns to everybody and goes, Hey... <laughs> And I'm I'm happy with him do that because he is 20. He'll only get better by making mistakes and realizing what not to do. And it's an it's a huge ask. It, amongst the things that Bielsa is doing this season, that is blowing everybody's minds. I think the media need to forget about now the the whole style of play thing and just concentrate on the fact that he's playing a child in goal. Nobody else is doing that. There's Dean Henderson, uh, scum loaned out to Sheffield United in the Championship year after year after year and probably... And, um, did, did he not spend much time in the under-23s? I don't think so. I think he was uh, fast-tracked to the, uh, the the first team. I didn't see any evidence of it anyway. Um, and the the player who um, Arsenal had, who Villa signed in the summer, who I thought we could have gone for, is he... It's Martin Martinez. Yeah. He's about 27 now and he's just been loaned to the Championship year after year after year because until you experience no good. Us... Melier. I think what kind of went wrong for him in the second half was we did get a little bit relaxed. Um, West Brom probably played the way they should have from the start, which was hassle us um, at our end of the pitch. And some of our players like um, Ailing and Dallas and Alioski started just giving Melier the ball too often. I think they sometimes need to think, mm, he's 20, we'll just give it to somebody else. Whereas they like putting him under pressure and maybe it's good for him. Talking to small boys, uh, well, he's a big boy, isn't he? He's uh, Melier, but Shackleton, oui, oui. Shackleton is a is a petit garcon. Um, and he came on for Click not long after that. Right move, you think? I mean, was Click injured a little bit, taking a bit of a knock? He also said he's got some, like a little thigh strain, but they don't know how uh, serious it is. But it was, um, I was happy to see Shackleton uh, in midfield instead of putting Stuart Dallas there and sticking him at right back. As, um, and I'm, I almost... I say this in the nicest possible sense. Kind of hope Click can't play the next game, although it is Spurs, I suppose. But I'd like to see Shackleton get a few more games. We've not actually addressed the point here as well that we've had two of the the tough games against the traditional English managers, which is something that Bielsa is, as people have been waiting for him to fail on that. And then on the burnout issue, we've played them in three days and still in the last minute we were the ones pushing forward. Stuart Dallas is still overlapping on the right-hand side. Yeah, not not sustainable, though, is it? It's not sustainable. Well, Shaq's had a decent performance, I thought. Uh, he was all right. And then we'll come on to Rafinha, who you say he, he was generally marked out, but he didn't really get into the game much in that first half, probably because it was so compact and he didn't have a great deal of space to play in. But it started to open up a little bit in that second half. And in particular, you enjoyed that uh, that pass that he did that nearly killed Phillips. When he... We both sort of went. What, what's he doing when he pinged it across to the uh, to the fullback? Uh, sorry, the the centre back position from the right wing and nearly took off uh, Phillips's head in the process. I did make a note to nominate him as a villain for that for attempted murder. There is. It shows the confidence. I think that's um, again back to the Melier thing. I would rather our players were actually pinging the ball at our goalkeeper and saying, "I trust you to sort that out," than what we had with our previous goalkeeper, where you could tell the players, "Oh God, don't give it to him." Um, and it's the same with if he's. Uh, Rafinha has the ball and he wants to pass it across the pitch and Calvin's head just happens to be in the way I trust you Calvin I'm not get sure, out of the way I'm not sure if it's a thing PE teachers can do these days but when I were a lad 
PE teachers would occasionally throw the ball at your face to make sure you were paying attention. Like mm. if you if you were talking in a circle, they'd just occasionally wang, like wang a basketball into your chops. And it felt a little <laughs> bit like that. He's like, well done, Calvin. You, you were paying attention. Good. <laughs> and then not long after that, Rafa scores his goal. And I think he probably needed that because he looked like a, he was cutting a slightly frustrated figure um, in this game because he was uh, lacking a bit of space. Didn't really work for him, did it? But then we, I think we all knew as soon as he cut inside and got that yard on the man by turning onto his left foot, we all knew that was going in, didn't we? We, have, we all had that kind of rising sense of anticipation. He is really good. And he's desperate to score goals as well, which I, I do like. I don't yeah. think since we've had a, an attacking midfielder who feels they deserve to score goals quite as much as him in a long time. He's got he's got real sauce about him. There's just something about him I really like. He's <laughs> such an arsehole in a good way. There's one of the things um, Phil Hayes kind of career retrospective highlighted about him that there was people he spoke to at both his previous clubs who just said, finisher, he scores, he scores goals. And that's... Um, you know, Alioski cutting in like that, you, you're not necessarily thinking that's going in the top corner, but there was just something about the way, having seen Rafinha play so far and then seeing him get into that position, you just, it's nice to be able to sit back and think, this is going in the top corner and there it goes. And there's maybe a a, a hint of um, the predicament that Allardyce was in against us where, you know, Rafinha didn't, he was probably one of our attackers who he didn't get the most... Um, chances and he wasn't most involved when we were turning it all on but then in the second half when he just gets that little bit of space bang it's in your top yeah. corner and you've you've lost the game so really it was a question at um kickoff of how West Brom were going to lose which again <laughs> brings me back to the ridiculous um odds that I was able to get evens on Leeds United win it's it's the, the last week since we um lost at Old Trafford 6-2 has just been such a a bewildering storm of shit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say opinions, but that's probably a better word. And we do just come out of it. What's everybody's problem? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's completely ridiculous. Well, I'll, do you know what it is? I'll, um, on that point, I'll come back to it because the first note that I made in this game, and this, so this is prior to uh, I think I was going in front, was they were manufacturing controversy on um, on Amazon Prime. The commentary is like looking for incidents where there was nothing like the blathering on about that so-called penalty incident. The handball with strike. Yeah. It's like, it never nothing. even touched his no, hand. No, it just, Let's it, have a look at it again. Uh, it's it, it, best the front of his shoulder. And just that idea that there was, there'd been a wrestling match in the area when, okay, yeah, it's, it's a contact sport. They've been a bit physical, but they're both doing it. Neither of which is a penalty, but they're just, you know, it's like everything has to have some sort of controversy attached to it now. And actually, thankfully, we stormed so far ahead that it all became completely moot, didn't it? But um, just re- going back to Rafa, the good thing about what he does is that he's there. He, so even if he's had a quiet game, he's got that in his locker and that's why he's so good. And it's why teams like um, West Brom, it's they're just always leaving themselves open to either an own goal by one of their best midfielders or somebody just banging the ball past them like that. They're not good enough. And it comes down in the end, I think we're, we're seeing more of it in our season, quality counts at the end. You know, We lost at Chelsea because Chelsea have got hundreds of millions of pounds worth of good players. We didn't um, lose at Old Trafford for any particular reason other than players playing really well against us. Um, Everybody concentrates on how well we're set up or what they think about the way that we're set up or the way that Bielsa um, likes his teams to play. But they're not looking at the fact that Luke Ayling is now an absolutely superb Premier League centre-back, that Jackie Harrison, who is maybe not the most accurate crosser, but he's He's a very good quality player at this level that Pat Bamford has scored 10 goals and will be at home tonight absolutely pissed off to the maximum 
I hope he doesn't kick his dog because his dog's lovely, Duke. Leave Duke alone, Patrick. But he'll be annoyed that he's not got 11, 12, 13 tonight. Alioski, who we sat here after the, the Man City game when he had a, a bad half. Did he go off at half time or he, he just wasn't there and thought, well, he's not going to do much this season? Covering because of injuries, but absolutely superb. But left back a man of the match tonight, which means they had the joy of uh, sticking a camera on him at full time as he strides off the pitch in our, <laughs> our maroon kit on his way to do the post-match interview. These players are doing really, really well. And managers aside, you've got to look at West Brom's players and go, what's your problem? You had Slavin Bilic two weeks ago, and he was he was brilliant for you last season and the season before. Was he there the season before? He did two years there, didn't he? Or Anyway, they're a decent, they're a good set of players who should be doing better than they are. Um, but Allardyce will get them relegated and it will be great whereas our players will be in the Premier League for as long as they want I think credit to both centre-backs actually because Cal and Grant he's a very Huddersfieldy player we were saying at the start actually them having Peltier and Grant in the same team and blue yeah. and white it all just felt very Huddersfieldy but like he's he's a big physical type of striker and he didn't bother him at all did he I can't think of a single thing he did that looked even vaguely worrying I thought Stroke was good again tonight he was good um, against Burnley and he's he's good tonight he's not the best I don't think you could argue, you know, he should be in the Dutch team yet. But absolutely no problems with him being in our team. I'm actually just looking at um, FopMob, which is the, the Android app, and it's got player ratings on it. Sawyer's got 2.2 <laughs> in their midfield, which is, I think, I think the lowest score I've ever seen on this. But their highest player got six. It was Dan Garner who came on for like, oh no, Robinson, sorry, got 6.3. Presumably for that shot that he hit about 40 yards high and wide of goal. So, so well done. For that, my um, my personal Alioski favourite. I'm just I've actually most of my notes concern Alioski. 81 minutes when he kissed Rafinha. I mean, you'll remember when Pontus kissed him that time and he was furious. Now he's changed. He's grown up. He's ready to embrace uh, a bit of a bit of sharing of the love via the lips. And he, he planted one on Rafinha as he was substituted. And it was nice to see Rafinha going off with a big grin on his face as well. We saw um, Hernandez having his little strop against Leicester that ended up being blown up, but. Um, He'd scored his goal, he was happy, you know, he won't be happy to be getting substituted, but um, not annoyed. And there was, um, I think, uh, Graham Smith highlighted it as well, that when they put um, Melier into trouble, um, Click and Ailing were having a, an argument about it and they ended up hugging at the end. And, um, and yeah, and Alioski running up the left wing in stoppage time, laughing. I think it was Shackleton had come for a pass and he just kind of laughed at him for some reason <laughs> and just carried on running and... It's the joy of being 5-0 up against, are you, I'm doing air quotes here, rivals. Yes, yes. We're three points behind Chelsea, aren't we? Yep, and that's only the three points they stole off us and uh, all the money that their owner stole from the Russian <laughs> people. Uh, Janny, man of the match, 88 minutes. Should I take that back? Mm. Just for Levi's solicitors <laughs> help. Yeah, you Thing is, those boys don't mess around with solicitors. No, I was going to say, the solicitor's not going to help me. Is there, if there's a knock on the door during the night. Christ. Um, all in all, an absolutely spectacular day at the office. Heroes and villains. Heroes. Just Leeds United in general. Thanks. I'm, I'm grateful as we end a completely rubbish 2020 um, that we can go home laughing. It's fucking hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean... I'm having a great time in the Premier League now, actually. After, the, after that West Ham low... Who would it's have, fine, isn't it? Who would have thought that a team that would lose by four clear goals at Old Trafford would be this popular amongst Leeds United fans? I love every single one of them. And I'm almost glad that we lost there because it's it's made the two subsequent games 
even better thank you to the referee in the Burnley match for pissing everybody off with uh, with those decisions that meant that we could start this one um, with everybody already annoyed about us and um, and thanks to Sam Allardyce for being a managerial incompetent. <laughs> Things we've scored, we've scored five goals now, twice in sixteen games. Like we never used to score five goals when we were good in the Premier League. We wouldn't do it. It's ridiculous, isn't it? The uh, Johnny Cooper on uh, Twitter, who um, has all the Optus stats and is well worth a follow. JL Cooper twenty six. He had the one that it was the first time we'd scored four in the first half since we beat Blackpool five nil um, in nineteen thirty. The first time we'd done it away from home, and he's been throwing out. Um, Loads of this this evening. Leeds have scored five goals in two matches in December 2020. The first time they've done that in a month since March 1978. Um, what else has he got? Um, Sam Allardyce has only got two five-goal home defeats in his managerial career. The other one was Blackpool nil, York City 5 in 1995. Um, biggest away top flight wins for Leeds. This is our biggest since 6-1 away to Charlton. Um, five nil to Derby in '98. Before that, um, and the top is is selected six there. So our six most recently goes back to 1968. So tonight it's stuff that um doesn't happen. Did though, didn't it? And it was nice, and I really, really enjoyed it. There are no villains from tonight because Big Sam being so tactically inept actually was exactly what we needed. Should they get Pulis in? There's oh, still time. I would say so. They, oh, need, they need somebody to stabilise that team, don't they? Yeah, we forgot for, for heroics. Thank you, Sheffield, as well, for your contributions this uh, this festive we period. We are 21 points clear of Sheffield United, as it stands. And that's the other big thing about tonight as well. <laughs> We're 21 points clear of Sheffield United. How many clear of a West Brom the next from bottom? Yes, they've got eight points to our 23. And I mean, there's there's nothing really that says West Brom are going to stay up with Allardyce playing like that. It, I think he doesn't, he'll be banging on about players he can sign in January and that's the only hope they've got. If those two, if we just consider them down, it means there's only one place left and it's not going to be fucking us, is it? Let's hope not. Shouldn't be now. We've got too many points on the board and if we keep scoring at this rate, then we'll be fine. Five more wins. That's all we need. Five wins and we're up and we've got most of the season still to do it. And then we can start enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the point. That, that's the best thing about tonight. It was actually, because we were ahead so far so early, it was actually quite enjoyable. Christ, who knew? It was that little bit at the start of the second half. Where you they... didn't want them to sneak one, did you? <laughs> no, you just... Yeah, I, was... I was pleased to keep just it... Just clear it. Keep it tight for the hour. I was happy once we got to 60 minutes and Allardyce did like his, as you pointed out, Moscow, like a robotic pre-planned substitution. 60 minutes, swap the striker. Come on. It's so <laughs> lazy. They'll have had that paperwork in with the fourth official at this, before kick-off. He wouldn't leave the fourth official alone either, would he, when they're no. like 4-0 down and he's moaning at him about a throw-in. The fourth official just said, you know what, you do your fucking job, Sam. Look at, <laughs> look at the state of this. Look at this shit you've put on this pitch tonight. Fuck off. Perfect place to leave it. Hey, listen, we'll catch you next time. See you in a bit. The Match Ball. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.